Our scripture today is found in James 1, verses 22 through 24. Be doers of the word, not not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if there are any hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror. For they look at themselves and then they go away and immediately forget what they were like. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. Well, somewhere along the lines, when I became a parent, I was told, or I read, or something, that the best way to help your child to take responsibility for his or her own behavior is to give them choices. Don't just tell them what to do, give them options. So, things like, you can get up now and get ready for school, or you can go back to sleep and be late for school was a choice I gave. Or do you choose to clean up your room now while it's raining, or would you rather do it later when it's nice outside? Or would you like to eat your sweet potatoes now for dinner, or will you choose to eat them cold tomorrow morning for breakfast? Although I find that the choices I offer lately are a lot more like, make your bed or no screen time today. Stop fighting or no screen time this week. Be on your best behavior or no screen time. And more often than not, do what I said or I will go crazy. Those are the choices. All day long we're making choices. I don't know about you, but already I've made a whole lot of choices today. I had to choose to get up when my alarm went off or to hit snooze and take another nine minutes. I chose nine minutes. I had to choose, was I going to wear what my mother-in-law gave me for my birthday today, or was I going to wear my traditional black that I wear a lot? I chose my mother-in-law's outfit. Do I wear sandals or shoes? Christine and I just had this conversation. I chose, I think it's sandal time. No matter what the weather said, I choose sandals. Do I have a granola bar, cereal, hard-boiled egg for breakfast? I wrote this the other day. I forgot to eat breakfast today, so that was a choice. Do I wake up my kids before I get finished getting ready, or do I do it after? Do I stay in the room and fight with Ben after I've woken him up, or just trust that he'll get up? All those kinds of things. All those happen before I even got in the car on the way to church. Throughout the day, we make lots of choices, simple choices, like the ones that I shared with you, and of course, the harder ones. Do I stay in and study, or do I go out with my friends? Do I ground my child or simply give them a lecture? Do I downsize my house, or do I stay a little longer? Is it time to take mom to a care facility, or can she manage on her own still? And then there's, where will I go to school? Will I get married? If so, whom will I marry? Will I work? Where will I work? Will I have kids? When will I retire? Where will I retire? Not to mention all the little ones in between. Life is all about choices. In Chinese folklore, there's uh, the story of a great teaching master who was so wise that he had the answers to almost 
all questions people asked him. I'd like to have somebody like that. One day, some boys had a perverse plan to pose a question wherein the master was doomed to answer incorrectly. This is what I'll do, said one of the boys. I'll conceal a little bird in my hands and then ask the master what I have in my hands. If he says a bird, I'll ask him, is the bird living or dead? If he answers the bird is dead, I'll open my hands and let the bird fly free and fly away and thus show that he answered incorrectly. On the other hand, if he answers that the bird is alive, I'll crush the bird and when I open my hands, I will, prevent, I will present him a dead bird. Whatever he asks, I'll be able to show that he is mistaken. Then the spiteful boy went to the master and did just as he had told his friends. He said to the master, what do I have in my hand, master? The master answered, you have a bird. That is right, responded the bird. Now master, tell me, is the bird alive or dead? The master answered, after long and thoughtful reflection, the answer, my son, is in your hands. So it is with faith. The choice to have faith is in your hands. Have you ever thought about that? Faith is a choice. Do you choose to really have faith or to just go through the motions? Do you choose to live the faith that you claim or to just claim the name? How will you live your faith and respond to God's love? Choices. As Pastor Rick said, today we will celebrate confirmation at the 11 o'clock service. Confirmation engages our youth in making a choice, a choice that is in their hands. All year long, they consider this choice to have faith and follow Christ. And they've chosen to do so, and they make their commitment today. But we all have to make that choice at some point, and sometimes over and over and over again. Will we take the gifts that God has given us, the lessons that we have in Scripture, and the love that we experience from the community of faith, and choose to live as people of faith who follow Christ? Or will we just take on the name of Christian, but not really do anything with that identity so we can say, oh yes, I'm a Christian, because good people are, right? Now, a lot of people dismiss the book of James. Judy just read from the book of James. They don't think that the book of James should be in the Bible. We talked about this last summer at Sunday Night Worship. We spent the summer looking at the book of James for a sermon series on it. Martin Luther called the book of James an epistle of straw. Will Willimon, a bishop, and one time dean of the chapel at Duke, you know, Duke. <laughs> he said that he doesn't like the book of James because it's, in his words, too obvious. He says if the whole Bible were like the letter of James, you really wouldn't need preachers for who needs a preacher to remind you of what you already know. That's exactly why I like it. Not for the whole not having to preach part, but because it helps us to understand what it is to live our faith in simple words. It makes the choices of faith obvious. Such is the case with today's scripture. Words that give us the choice on how we will live our faith. James says, be doers of the word, not merely hearers. 
It's simple enough. It makes sense. It's obvious you have a choice. You can read the Bible and let it make you feel good. Or you can live the Bible and take it seriously, doing what it calls you to do, acting out the words. When you choose to be doers of the word and not merely hearers, then you must ask yourself, when Jesus says, love your enemies, what will you do? When he says, pray for those who persecute you, what will you do? When he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind and all your strength and all your soul and your neighbor as yourself, what will you do? When he says, do not store up treasures here on earth, what will you do? When you read that you have been given gifts to build up the body of Christ, what will you do? Being a Christian means you are in a constant state of choice. The more you practice your faith, the easier it gets to make the choices, but you have to choose nonetheless. Sometimes we can become so preoccupied with all that we have to do that we forget to be doers of the word and make the choice to simply be hearers. Fred Craddock is in his 80s now, but is still considered by many preachers to be just one of the great storytellers. He's a biblical scholar, a professor, and a preacher, and he tells a story of how he was so preoccupied reading the Bible that he forgot to live his faith. He writes, I was in graduate school in Vanderbilt in Tennessee. I had left the family and children in the little parish I served and moved into a little room to prepare for those terrible comprehensive exams. It's make it or break it time. They can kill you. I'd go every night from about 11.30 or 12 to a little all-night diner, no tables, just little stools, and I'd have a grilled cheese sandwich and a cup of coffee to break, to take a break from my studies. It was the same every night. The fellow behind the counter at the grill knew when I walked in to prepare a grilled cheese and a cup of coffee. He'd give me a refill and sometimes come again and he'd give me another refill. I joined the men of the night sitting there, hovering over coffee, still thinking about my own possible questions about the New Testament oral exams. Then I noticed a man who was there when I went in, but had not yet been waited on. I had been waited on. I had had a refill, and so had the others. Then finally the man behind the counter went to the man at the end of the counter and said, What do you want? The man, man at the end of the counter was an old, gray-haired black man. We were in Tennessee in the late 50s. Whatever the man said, the fellow behind the counter went to the grill, scooped up a little dark patty off the back of the grill, and put it on a piece of bread without condiment and without napkin. The cook handed it to the man who gave him some money and then went out the side door by the garbage can and out on the street. He sat on the curb with the 18-wheelers of the night and the salt and pepper from the street to season his sandwich. I didn't say anything. I didn't reprimand, protest, or witness to the cook. I didn't go out and sit beside the man on the curb on the edge. I didn't do anything. I was thinking about questions coming up on the New Testament. And I left the little place, went up the hill to my room to resume my studies. We can read the Bible all we want. 
We can even go through confirmation and come to church every Sunday. But if all we do is read the word or hear the word, then what good is our Christianity? What's the point in calling ourselves people of faith if we're not going to live it out? If we're not making the world a better place for Jesus? Having faith is all about choices. Choices on how to treat others, on how to trust God, on how to conduct ourselves. How do you choose? Today, our confirmants have made the choice to confirm their faith. They're making their statement of faith before God and before the congregation, and they're choosing for themselves to take responsibility for their faith, faith that began when their parents chose to have them baptized when they were young. And now they have to choose for themselves, will they be doers of the word or merely hearers? Will they live their faith? And I wonder, will you? Living your faith is just not just about making choices to do right, helping others, doing works of mercy and love. Those are important. Those are critical, yes. But living your faith also means choosing to trust God's love for you, to trust Christ to live in you, to trust the Holy Spirit to empower you. You choose to live out the words of Scripture that challenge you to love the unlovable, to help the lost, to care for the poor, and you also choose to live out the ones that tell you that you are loved by God. Words like from the Psalms, never doubt that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. From Matthew, when you feel like you can't handle all that life is throwing you, remember to take Christ's yoke for it is easy and know that you don't have to carry your burden alone. From Isaiah, when you walk through the fires of life, they will not consume you for God is with you and God loves you. From 2 Timothy, remember to never let anyone look down upon you for your youth. From Matthew, don't forget that if God dresses the grass in the field so beautifully, even though it's alive today and tomorrow it's thrown into the furnace, won't God do as much for you? And from Romans, always remember that there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. So what will you do? Will you embrace those words meant for you and trust in God? Will you take this challenge to live your faith so that others will see Christ in you? Will you take your faith seriously, being a doer of the word? Live your faith. I hope you make the choice to live for Jesus, to share his love and help others, and know that you are loved and precious in his sight. But the choice is in your hands. Amen.